0: Amina is an activist during the Arab Spring. Her blog, Gay Girl in Damascus, attracts readers from around the world. When she's mysteriously abducted, her followers mobilize, desperate to save her. What they find shocks them. I'm Samira Moeddin, the host of Gay Girl Gone, a new six-part series from CBC. Listen wherever you get
1: your podcasts.
0: This is a CBC Podcast.
1: Hi, I'm Dr. Brian Goldman. Welcome to The Dose. You've probably been hearing a lot about booster doses for COVID-19, uh, but it turns out that the uptake hasn't been so great. And it's coming as Delta cases are rising and now we have this Omicron variant to worry about. So our question this week is, what do we need to know now about vaccine boosters? Hi, Isaac, welcome back to The Dose.
0: Oh, thanks for having me back on, Brian.
1: Uh, as have you gotten your third dose yet?
0: Yeah, I'm not actually eligible just yet. I will be coming up to my six-month mark uh, in the next couple of weeks. When I am at six months, I will be signing up and getting my booster.
1: So that's what we're going to talk about today. And uh, before we get you to answer some questions, can you just give us a, hi, my name is, tell us what you do and where you do it.
0: Yeah, sure. So I'm Isaac Bogosh. I'm an infectious diseases specialist. I'm based out of the Toronto General Hospital and the University of Toronto.
1: Last Friday, the National Advisory Committee on Immunization, or NACI, said that they are now, and I'm quoting, strongly recommending a third dose of an mRNA, messenger RNA vaccine for all Canadians over the age of 50, as well as vulnerable individuals like healthcare workers, like us, Indigenous peoples, and people living in congregate care settings. What's the science and the logic behind this new recommendation?
0: Well, if we look at all the data for how protective these vaccines are, you can see some remarkable things. For starters, you can still see that two doses of a vaccine confer significant protection against getting the infection, against having severe infection if someone does get a breakthrough infection and really keeping people out of the hospital, out of the ICU and and keeping people alive. So let's not forget that two doses of the vaccine is fantastic. However, with time, there is some waning of protection and it's most pronounced in people who have a longer duration of time after their second dose, around the six-ish month mark. It's also more pronounced in older individuals or individuals who might not be able to mount the same degree of an immune response as others, for example, those who are immunocompromised. Um, You're starting to see, especially pronounced at the older cohorts, a, a small but real uptick in more severe cases as well with breakthrough infections. So it's pretty clear that you know this is turning out to be a three-dose vaccine series, and most of us are two doses into a three-dose vaccine series. I'd remind people as well: there's lots of three-dose vaccines out there. There's hepatitis B. There's human papillomavirus. Like there's 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 this would not be the first three-dose vaccine series.
1: How much of these recommendations have to do with the new Omicron variant? It's early, and and have you know were they made with Omicron in mind?
0: No, they really weren't, and in fact, if we look at the NASSY guidance, they only mention Omicron once, uh, and that's it. Uh, they acknowledge that it's there, and they acknowledge some uncertainty about this. But this is really driven in the Delta era. And what you can see too is I really, I really like how NASSY did this. Like if we sort of look back at who was initially offered a third dose, and 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 who's being offered a third dose now, you see this being rolled out in a careful smart data-driven manner right but the writings on the wall in that most recent nasty document they talk about everyone 18 and up if you're at greater risk of getting this infection or if you're in a community with a high uh, rate of infection that we should at least be considering other people under the age of 50 and like you don't need a crystal ball to see what's going to come next in the weeks ahead we'll probably hear listen Everyone 18 and up, if you're six months out, you should be getting a third dose. I think we're going to hear that probably sometime maybe in January or early 2022.
1: So what does that mean for people in that age group right now who are, say, between the ages of 18 and 49, and they're hearing some noises that say that maybe they should think about getting a booster?
0: Well, it's interesting because it also depends on what province you're in. Some provinces are providing that third dose dose. At the six month mark and uh, and other provinces are taking a slightly different approach and just creating eligibility by age bracket and slowly moving down the age bracket like Ontario went from 70 and up to 50 and up and uh, you know I think there's lots of right approaches here but I think the key thing here is by sometime in January most adults will be eligible for a third dose.
1: And, and, you know, one of the things that, that just to get a bit more granular, if we can call it that, how much does where you live affect when you should get sure. a booster?
0: it it probably does right i mean it's not just where you live but also your individual risks as well and and nasi did a really good job defining that in their most recent document and they talked about people who might have individual risks for severe infection maybe they have an underlying medical condition for example and they don't yet meet age criteria for a third dose other uh, other examples are if you're in a community setting or a, a, in a high high risk job or a community uh, setting that puts you at greater risk for exposure to this uh, to this virus. So I think they did a really good job outlining the nuance in uh, in you know the under fifty crowd who could benefit from a third dose.
1: Isaac, who do you recommend talking to about to talk about your individual risk profile? Your family doctor?
0: Yeah, I mean that's always the best bet. And whoever's the providing primary care so that could be a nurse practitioner a family doctor a pediatrician depending on where you are but there's someone who knows you and your family well and your your scenario well the other weird thing though of course is you know the provinces have different rules so you might meet that 18 to 49 higher risk group but your province may not permit (laughs) vaccination just yet for that age group so you know we're still in a period of of flux i i really think though in the next month or so, things will be opened up to to everyone eighteen and up.
1: So, Isaac, now I'm going to put you on the spot because I, you know, I want to get a sense of where are we now uh, in our knowledge of whether the current boosters protect against the Omicron variant.
0: So, th- we still don't know a lot about this, but I think week by week we are learning more. And, you know, the shreds of evidence emerging from Southern Africa are helpful. The growing anecdotes emerging from elsewhere in the world are helpful. I think it's fair to say that these vaccines that we have that we currently are using are going to provide very meaningful protection against the Omicron variant. That they, they, they will. Now, we might see some chipping away at the effectiveness of the vaccines. We'll pro- we're, it looks like we're seeing some erosion of the protection that people get who have some immunity from recovery of prior infection as well. I mean, there's been some evidence of that from Southern Africa. Again, it's hard to be confident on any of this because we just don't have enough data yet. But I think based on everything we know now and everything we know about how vaccines work and how viruses evolve, yeah, it's not as if our vaccines are going to be rendered useless uh, because this variant just emerged. there, There just might be some gradual erosion of what protection we do get but I mean I think it's fair to say that two doses and of course the third dose will be very very helpful in keeping people safe.
1: The last time you and I spoke on the subject of, of boosters or third doses, we were talking about the the benefits of getting uh, that third dose now, not waiting you know versus versus waiting, for a more Omicron or Delta-specific third dose. So I want to ask you, why are experts like you telling people not to wait for an Omicron or Delta-specific booster?
0: Yeah, I think the main reason is you have to look at where we are right now. I mean, in, in, in December of 2021, we've got rising cases in uh, in much of the country. We're about to, uh, you know, come through another holiday season where there's going to be a predictable spike in cases. Um, you have to look at what your current threat and current risk is. If we look where we're at in Canada now, yes, Omicron is here. Yes, there have been some outbreaks. But over 99.9% of all cases in this country right now are Delta we are in the midst of a delta wave sure omicron has a foothold here sure we're going to see expansion of that but you know what are you waiting for like how long would it take for an omicron vaccine to be produced to have the early tests to be manufactured to be shipped i mean we're talking you know we're measuring this in months not not weeks so if people are eligible for a vaccine i would get that vaccine um i listen I, I am like there's talking the talk and walking the walk. I'm eligible for my third dose in a couple of weeks. I'm going to get my third dose.
1: Does it matter which booster people get? Uh, let's uh, take the example. First of all, your first shot was AstraZeneca. Your second was Pfizer. What should your third shot be?
0: Yeah, based on everything we know now, it really doesn't matter. You, you know, they're we're, we're offering the Pfizer and the Moderna vaccine for boosters—they're both mRNA boosters. They look like they both work just fine in terms of uh, really launching people's uh, uh, antibodies up, uh, and they—they—they uh, they, they appear to provide very meaningful protection. You know, listen, when we're talking about this four, five, six months down the line, you know, will there be evidence where perhaps one vaccine? you know, outperforms another by a shred? Like, maybe, maybe, but based on what we know now, I think they're, it's fair to say that they're comparable.
1: And to be clear, the dosage of the third shot, of whichever you get, Moderna or uh, or Pfizer, is the same as the first and second doses, right?
0: For those over the age of 70, the Moderna is the same dose. For those under the age of 70, it's actually a smaller dose, a half dose of the Moderna and the Pfizer vaccine remains the the same dose.
1: Are there any other differences?
0: Uh, No, except the pediatric vaccine, the one for 5 to 11-year-olds, that's the Pfizer vaccine. That's a third of the dose of the Pfizer vaccine that's being offered to the over-12 cohort.
1: Let's say you're going to travel, and it's been less than six months since your second dose. Can and should you get a booster early?
0: So I think what you're referring to is if people are going to the United States and they have access to a third dose in the United States, should they get that third dose? The answer is, you know, as always, chat with your doctor, look at your individual circumstances, but also appreciate that in Canada, third dose eligibility is expanding quickly, right? 50 plus should be getting their third dose. And then you you can tell that in the weeks probably not months it's probably measured in weeks ahead this is just going to be available to everyone 18 and up so a lot of it depends on you know what is the timing after your second dose and where you're at right now what are your risks um you know there's a convenience factor if you're in the united states and you can get one in your six months like you know it's not the end of the world you you certainly can but also i mean this will be available in canada we have the vaccines we have the capability to administer the vaccines You know what I'm worried about, though, Brian? I'm actually more concerned about uptake. Like, where's the sense of urgency? We're still in the midst of a pandemic. We should really be doing more to get people out for their third dose. The uptake is actually rather sluggish. And, you know, it's not as if anything's changed, right? There's still people who have barriers to vaccination, be it language or mobility or technology barriers, they might not be able to uh, sign up. Like, we really need to pull out all the stops to get people vaccinated. The vaccine campaign is not over. People who are eligible for their third doses should really be getting their third doses. And I would hope that provinces would bend over backwards to make these more accessible.
1: Can you say more about why you think the uptake has been so sluggish? I, I don't entirely
0: know. I think there's probably lots of reasons. Uh, this is not an exclusive list, but one is pandemic fatigue. I think that's a huge one. People are just done with this. It's been almost two years, and we're sick and tired of hearing of it. I think another is that we probably haven't done a good enough job with communicating that A, these are elig- uh, people are eligible, and B, you should really go and get one, and C, here's why you should really go and get one. And you know, like anything else, you need age, language, and culturally appropriate communications to demonstrate this. We have a very diverse country, and uh, and you've got to speak uh, to, to so many different groups. I, I, like, you know, we're in the it's December. You know, we're we're expecting a holiday surge. This pandemic is not over, and we've got Omicron that's on our doorstep and expanding. Like we've got to get third doses into eligible populations and we've got to do a much better job there should be an all hands on deck approach here uh, and there should be a greater sense of urgency to get this done
1: let's talk about you know you're talking about messaging and and i want to i want to talk about a a a semi-controversial subject something that i know that you've commented on 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 social media Uh, given the move towards everyone getting a third dose of COVID vaccine uh, the definition of fully vaccinated, and I know there like, so, so first of all, what's the definition of fully vaccinated at this point?
0: Well, it's currently it's two doses. That's what it is. That's the definition of fully vaccinated. And you can't have a, the definition as three doses right now. And again, we've got to timestamp this conversation. We're in December of 2021. You can't define it as three doses because you can't access a third dose in much of the country for much of the population. So, you know, will that definition change with time? I probably will. I'd imagine it might, but you can't do that until you've defined who should receive a third dose. That's likely gonna be the 18 and up crowd. Then you have to have every opportunity for people to, to be vaccinated. And obviously that takes time. It's not like you just flick a switch and say okay 18 and up can get vaccinated with the third dose and now uh and now we're, we're changing all the rules and saying three doses is, is what it takes like we still have to remember how hard it was to get first and second doses into people and yes some people come out of the gates pretty quickly and, and get their vaccine but remember there's a lot of people who have age or language or financial Uh, or mobility barriers like there's just technology barriers, like there's so many people that might not be able to access this and during waves one and waves two we at least. Acknowledged that there were significant barriers to vaccinations and many of the vaccine programs across the country took steps to lower or eliminate those barriers, we need to do the exact same thing again, you can't exclude people because they didn't really have fair access to getting their third dose so. We need a a, a a massive communications effort, and then we also need a massive effort to really lower barriers to these vaccines and enable people to get their third dose. I I do think we need a greater sense of urgency here. I it's, it, I think it's been rather complacent.
1: So last question I'm going to ask you. Um, so 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 to be clear, fully vaccinated still means two doses of of. MRNA vaccine, two doses of, or, you know, one of AstraZeneca and Moderna or one of AstraZeneca and, and Pfizer. As um, of
0: December 2021. As of, de- yes, exactly. Exactly. Might change with time and it, it very well may change with time. But if you're going to change the definition to three doses, you've got to enable that everyone actually has access to three doses.
1: Right. So to anticipate because I think some people on social media are anticipating that fully vaccinated is going to turn from two doses to three doses and the critics are going to say you pulled a fast one on us. You're changing the goalposts. How do you answer that?
0: Well, they're right. They are changing the goalposts. But again, you got to change the goalposts if the game changes and the game changed. Uh, and you know, it's it's if it's fair to say that when you have different variants emerge in this case delta variant when you have new data that emerges that demonstrates waning uh protection from the vaccines you've got to adjust your policy we've seen this time and time again throughout the entire pandemic you know science moves science evolves and and the policy has to keep up with the science and um you know Part of this is pandemic fatigue, part of these is communication failures and not telegraphing that things are going to change and what's true today might change tomorrow and telegraphing uncertainty as well. I mean, I think a lot of the anxiety that we have as a collective nation could be alleviated with better communication and even communicating uncertainty.
1: So if and when fully vaccinated becomes three doses it'll be because the conditions changed. Have I got it right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, that would be that okay. would be right. I mean, listen, if two doses doesn't give you enough protection and three doses does and people and and everyone is you know has opportunity to get that third dose and you've taken the steps to lower the barriers to the third dose and you've given everyone ample time to get that third dose maybe then you could change the definition for the other interesting thing is other countries are going to do this regardless of what we're doing as well we can obviously decide what we'll do in Canada and, and our senior political and public health leaders will discuss that but you know that also doesn't have any impact on what other countries are deciding for themselves as
1: well so interesting uh, so not only pay attention to the province in which you live but pay attention to other countries if you have travel plans that is interesting 100%.
0: 100%. Okay. I think this is gonna, you're going to see changing policy globally.
1: Dr. Isaac Bogosh, thank you so much for speaking with us on The Dose.
0: My pleasure. Have a great day.
1: You too. Dr. Isaac Bogosh is an infectious diseases specialist at University Health Network in Toronto. After we recorded that interview, Pfizer announced that a third dose of its vaccine may offer significant protection against Omicron by neutralizing it. The company said it could deliver an Omicron-based vaccine by March 2022. But the conclusions, they stated, were based on lab tests and more real-world data is needed. Here's your dose of smart advice. Current vaccines are effective against the Delta and earlier variants of COVID, but the effectiveness wanes over time. Right now, the National Advisory Committee on Immunization, or NACI, is strongly recommending a third dose of the Pfizer or Moderna, messenger RNA vaccines for all Canadians over the age of 50, as well as vulnerable individuals. That's for people who have gone at least six months since your second dose. Other factors that may make you eligible for a third dose include your individual susceptibility to COVID, as well as whether you live in a region with lots of cases. Keep in mind that different provinces have different eligibility criteria. The current vaccines should provide significant protection against the new Omicron variant. We'll know more about that in the weeks to come. Experts say you should take the first booster offered. Don't wait for a booster made specifically for Omicron. If you have travel plans, talk to your doctor or travel medicine specialist about what kind of booster you need and when you're eligible to receive it. For now, the official definition of fully vaccinated is two doses of the Moderna, Pfizer or AstraZeneca vaccines or one dose of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, but with new evidence, that definition might change. It's worth emphasizing that the uptake of third doses has been sluggish among Canadians age 70 and older. Those people are at greater risk of getting and dying of COVID. If we're going to stay a step ahead of the coronavirus, we need every eligible Canadian to get their third dose. If you have topics you'd like discussed or questions you'd like answered, tweet me at NightShiftMD, at CBC Podcasts, or at CBC White Coat using the hashtag TheDoseCBC. Our email address is at CBC.ca. You can find The Dose wherever you get your podcasts. If you're so inclined, please rate us five stars so more people can find us. This edition of The Dose was produced by Andrea Belmare. Technical operations were by Lauda Antonelli. Our senior producer is Colleen Ross. The dose wants you to be better informed about your health. But if you're looking for medical advice, see your health care provider. I'm Dr. Brian Goldman. Until your next dose.
0: For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.